Hey guys, it's Fo. Welcome to the Girl Talk with Fo podcast, where I talk faith, finances, and business, and I teach you how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life you want. Let's talk. Hey, hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As always, I'm excited to have today's guest on the show, life insurance expert, Ebony Ruffin. Of course, I have to give you guys a tea on how I came to know Ebony, so here goes. In addition to actually interviewing some amazing women on the podcast, I actually get to also be featured on other shows. So as I was preparing for a podcast interview, I was scrolling through the episodes just to listen in and get a feel for how the show flowed. So I was perusing and I came across Ebony. She was doing an episode on life insurance and the way that she explained it was so simple and easy to understand that literally in the middle of listening to the show, I stopped to find her social media and website to send her an invite to connect. So you are definitely in for a treat. Even if you have life insurance, you need to tune in for the gems that will be dropped. Okay, all right. Without further ado, Ebony Ruffin is a native of Montgomery, Alabama. As a child of a mother who was active due to military in the United States Army, Ebony learned early the value of relationships, financial independence, and power moves. She serves her greater purpose in life by creating financial awareness through her business consulting firm, Ruffin Consulting Services, offering a suite of financial solutions for business owners and families consisting of life insurance protection, living benefits, annuities, and key person insurance. Her expertise has been featured on Intuit, Howard University's National Council of Negro Women, Emily Aries Ball. Up Bootcamp and Career Crush, Levo League, Ladies of America, Girl Inc. Womanier, and she's dropped gems on how to buy life insurance like an industry expert on the Clever Girls Know and Live Financially Savvy podcast. She is known and respected for her ability to seek first to understand her clients' life insurance needs and offer affordable life insurance solutions. Ebony Ruffin is a life insurance expert who wants you to live your best life while she protects your best life with life insurance. Listen in as I have Girl Talk with life insurance expert, Ebony Ruffin. Welcome to the podcast, Ebony. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing amazingly well. Thank you so much for having me as a guest, and I'm super excited about this opportunity to collaborate with you. You are glowing. Let me just think <laughs> that. You are just glowing. Thank you. Thank you're, you. I'm like, I'm just excited to talk to you just because you're so radiant right now. <laughs> Thank you. It's real energy, and it's when you're operating in your purpose, and you're not looking for perfection in doing that, but you're just serving your mission. I do think it exudes in your personality, your words, your posture, everything. So, so unfortunately, you thankful. guys, you can only hear her, but I can see her. <laughs> so take me at my word. Thank you. So, Ebony, here's the thing. We're about to get real. We're about to talk about some things yes. that may seem scary to a lot of people. And quite frankly, I'll just go and say that no one wants to talk about dying. No. But it's a reality, <laughs> and we need to be talking about it, and we need to know how do we prepare financially. And um, when my husband and I got life insurance, we didn't mm-hmm. have an Ebony to talk to. We did a yes. lot of research. Um, we read a lot of things and we chose what we thought was best for us. But now mm-hmm. 
my audience. They have you, Ebony. Yes. And having listened to you, having seen your brand, you do such a great job at explaining the options that are available for us and explaining the importance of why we need to start having these conversations and getting prepared. So I know you posted about this yesterday and I didn't want to read it because I didn't want to get any... I wanted to hear it directly from you, but let's talk about company life insurance. Cause I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm covered by my company and my company is going to take care of me. Why is it important to have insurance outside of the company? Why is it not enough? Uh, this is actually a great question. So um, many of us, when we go into corporate, we meet with the HR representative. We're super excited about the new job opportunity, and we're just signing away on paperwork. And when it comes to the life insurance part of onboarding, you'll usually hear an HR representative say, oh, this is free insurance. Just sign your name. You'll automatically you know, be given this coverage amount. It's typically somewhere starting between 50 thousand for death benefit and can be up to 75 or a hundred thousand it's term life insurance it's free it's great oftentimes people sign it they leave it and they forget about it but what happens in life is the reality many will go and work for a company they could be there for many years or a few years when you leave the company that life insurance coverage does not go with you for free So if you want to maintain that coverage, it will cost you and it will probably cost you more than like the market rate for that term coverage. In addition, when you sign on with a company, you know, say for example, now it's 2018, you work with that company for five to 10 years. If you don't get life insurance at that time and then you go on the market when you're no longer employed or with that employer, now you're in a higher risk class because you're obviously older. And life insurance is definitely based on your age. That's one factor that impacts the cost of insurance. Also, when you have life insurance through an employer, it may not provide you all of the benefits or enough coverage that you will need for yourself and your spouse. So yes, it is a great benefit, but we have to be more responsible and not stop with the employer. We have to seek life insurance coverage outside of our employer as well. Okay. I told you guys, she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) So, so the employer provided coverage is, is just not enough. One, it's not going to, if you leave, it doesn't go with, it doesn't go with you. And I don't Mm -hmm. think people know that. I didn't know that you just assume, Oh, I have life insurance. It's, it's my life insurance. But if you leave, you no longer have it. So you mentioned some things around is not enough coverage. What are those things that we need to look for as far as what the life insurance policy covers? Okay, so in terms of what the life insurance policy covers, first, you're going to make sure you have an understanding whether or not you have term life insurance or permanent life insurance. So next, and that is the type of life insurance. I would like to consider it the parent level. Then once you know what type of life insurance you have, now you want to know what is your overall coverage, the death benefit. And this is the amount that the designated beneficiary or beneficiaries will receive in the event that you die. 
Also, life insurance uh, can be more than a death benefit with some companies, so they may offer other benefits. It could be some type of short-term or long-term care uh, incorporated in the life insurance coverage. Um, there could be some form of coverage um, if there is a terminal, critical, or chronic illness, and you hear different companies use different words to describe that type of coverage, uh, the company that I am appointed to transact business with, which is National Life Group, um, prefers to, uh, refers to that coverage as living benefits. So there are other benefits to life insurance that you will want to identify whether or not is included in your policy. Um, also, too, uh, there may be a children's term rider, if that's something that uh, the, the primary insured has elected for. Um, and the next thing is, if it's a term life insurance, you want to know for how many years, because that's really important. And then also just understanding your premiums. Is it a flat premium amount that stays the same for as long as you have coverage? Or does your premium increase? And if so, when and why? Okay. Guys, I, was I know that was like a mouthful. <laughs> I was taking now notes. Now it's time for us to like sip tea. <laughs> right. Because I had to write all this stuff down. I'm like, whoa, it's a whole lot. So there are a couple of things that you touched on that I want to mm -hmm. I want to go through. So the yes. first thing that you mentioned previously was that life insurance is dependent on your age. And I know my husband and I got life insurance, maybe additional life insurance, I will say, mm -hmm. maybe a year or so, maybe a year or two ago. And um, so I was in my late twenties, mm -hmm. not old at all. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not correct. Paying, I'm not paying the price that someone who's maybe in their fifties or sixties was paying. But one thing that did impact my, um, premium, I guess, over my husband was my family history. Mm -hmm. So yes. can you talk about yes. some of those factors that play into the, the premium outside of your age. What are some other factors mm -hmm. going to it? So outside of the age, um, another factor is whether or not the person used tobacco and family history. People have to know that life insurance is a business and life insurance companies are entering into a contract with you as the insured to provide a payout. And you can believe that they are going to fully vet you before entering into a contract to guarantee to pay a lump sum of money if something happens to you. And so one way to do that is, um, so one thing I do with my clients is I provide them a blank application ahead of time so that they can see the scope of what type of questions will be asked. And one question is, do you know your mother? Yes or no. Is your mother alive? Yes or no. If your mother is deceased, you have to provide the date in which she passed away and the reason why. Same thing for your father. Then there is a host of medical questions that definitely digs deep. And I always, always tell my clients, be honest because the underwriters will find out. It, things will come to light. And if you're not honest, we're just going to have to answer more questions during the underwriting process. So if there is some type of history for um, cholesterol, diabetes, cancer, it does come up because it's part of your medical records. So it will come up during the underwriting process. And if it appears that you may be at high risk for that based on um, 
from your um, mother's side or your father's side of the family, insurance companies are going to factor that into your cost of insurance. Guys, I was so upset when I got my <laughs> my amount back because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I went through a physical, they actually, we had to do like blood work and everything. Yes. I am in tip top health. Mm-hmm. However, my family history, cancer runs in, in, in my family on both sides and that played a huge role. So I was very upset. I felt, yeah. I felt you discriminated know against. <laughs> now that you know this, it's like for the next generation, for your family, you will be able to say, okay, I learned this. And I thought, you know, hey, I'm in my 20s. I'm getting life insurance at an early age. But now that I know that this is hereditary, then for the next generation of your family, you may consider getting life insurance a little bit earlier because it could be some what of a cost saving being that you're getting it while they're younger knowing that the premium will ultimately be slightly higher because of family medical history so let's talk about what is inappropriate to get life insurance because i remember talking mm-hmm. to a financial advisor and he was advising people to get life insurance on their babies like fresh mm-hmm. out the womb so mm-hmm. what is an actual good age range to even consider getting life insurance maybe for your kids or if I have some young adults listening what's a good age so um I actually have clients that have life insurance on their newborns as well only because the cost of insurance is just super cheap like we're spending that amount of money anyway and I have clients that have done it two ways they will add their newborn or their child to their policy so it becomes a children's term rider and when I tell you the cost of insurance is extremely cheap it's just cheap or some parents will decide to get an individual policy for their child. It's really based on preference. So when I'm working with my clients, I look at what the overall needs are for the family and also their budget because budget plays a huge role. And I do not want my clients entering into a contract for life insurance if the premium is not within their budget because nine times out of 10, the policy will end up lapsing and it will just cost them more over a period of time. So when we look at what's an appropriate age for life insurance, I say it's based on the family that's seeking the coverage. Um, If it's within their budget and they are financially sound and they want to get life insurance on their children, or maybe a tragedy has happened close to them or they've been impacted somehow where they know that they don't want to wait until their children are older to get life insurance. Um, just because things we've seen happen around the world, like death, does, is, it doesn't discriminate based on age. And so oftentimes we're in the mindset that um, we may not have to bury a newborn or a young child, but sometimes life happens. So for different reasons, I have clients that have life insurance on their children. Um, but I don't push an age, but for millennials, I definitely encourage them to use their health and age to their advantage to get life insurance because they're in a lower risk class. Gotcha. And my, um, I remember your story that you shared on Bola's podcast where you mm-hmm. found out that your mom had gotten a policy out on you when you were 18. Yes. And the same for me when I got older, my mom was like, oh, by the way, I have a life insurance <laughs> policy for you. I was like, oh, I didn't know. Uh, okay. Yes. So, yeah. 
So it helps when you're younger. So let's talk about the the amount that the polished tea should be worth. You talked about that a little bit. So is there a minimum that we should look at with what a policy should be worth? Or, you know, is that where the budget comes into play? What should we be considering? So first, I like to take the approach of there are life insurance calculators available, um, but sometimes people may feel like uh, it may be intimidating, but they are super simple and easy to use. Um, but I like to take what's called the DIME approach, and it's basically D-I-M-E. So looking at what is your total outstanding debt, which is the D. How many years of income will your family probably need to rely on in the event that you pass away? What is the balance on your mortgage? And will anyone be responsible? Will you be responsible for anyone's education? So if you have children or if you've adopted children and they're going to depend on you for paying for their education, that's the E. So once we have factored that in, I like to look at, okay, whatever this number is about how many years would you like to make sure this money is available to your family or your beneficiaries so you basically would take that number multiply it by the number of years and now we're looking at what is the total death benefit from there i like to reverse engineer because sometimes what we calculate may not be what we can afford so the point is to have affordable life insurance not take out a million dollar policy that could cost a hundred hundreds of dollar a month and now you know um, it's putting you in a financial bind so there there's two approaches I like to take the dime method also a life insurance calculator and then once we have an ideal amount in place I then like to run illustrations and quotes to be able to show my client a prospective client what the cost of insurance is that is very clever I like that yes <laughs> and I actually created um, the Girl Get Your Life Guide was created because when I was when I first started off, I was working with clients and they had no idea how to calculate how much life insurance they would need. And they didn't know like what to bring to an appointment. So I was saying, hmm, how can I save myself some time, save them some time and also um, I like I like people to come with confidence, like whatever their situation is, we are not perfect, but I want them to come owning it. And the best way to do it is to like help them prepare. Like this is my financial situation. No, I don't have life insurance, but that's why I'm here working with you. Help me determine how much I need and let's get me covered. So the Girl Get Your Life Guide is the number one resource to help anyone prepare for a life insurance appointment with a license and appointed life insurance agent. We're going to get into that. But before we get into Girl Get Your Life, Yes. I have to ask this question mm-hmm. because this is probably an ongoing debate within the financial space. Mm-hmm. The whole argument of term life insurance versus whole life. Mm-hmm. What What is the difference and can you share some of the advantages and disadvantages of both? Absolutely. So if you're following Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey, they definitely say term, term, term. And if anyone is trying to sell you permanent, you should like run as fast as you can, like faster than the guy ran on the movie Get Out. So run, run, run. Right. So um, first, I'm going to explain the difference just in the most simplest way possible. You have an apartment or you have a home with an apartment. You're paying rent. 
and you have a lease and there is a term. So you will enter into a contractual agreement for 12 months, 15 months, 18 months. You pay that set amount every month, term life insurance. And at the end of that contract, you no longer have the coverage unless you renew the policy. And so there's no incentive that you've you saved any money with your monthly premiums. You basically receive coverage for that time period that you entered into the contract. And at the end of the contract, you have to renew. And yes, the premium will increase. It's the same as renting an apartment. With permanent life insurance, um, I consider it more like a mortgage. So you're making a monthly payment. It's covering you. Um, some people will get it up through retirement age or they'll have it for the life of the policy. Your premiums will not increase and you also have a little bit more flexibility with premium payments. However, when you look at this big picture, when you're focusing on your finances, a Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey will say, red flag, you could pay $20 a month for term life insurance coverage, but you could pay $120 a month for permanent life insurance coverage, why would you not take that difference, which is the $100, and invest it in that way, build your nest egg, so when, you, when something does happen, you have the income needed to support your family that will rely on you and also to bury you. But the reality is it, is that most people will not take the difference and save or invest it, they will spend it. So I actually have clients that have term life insurance coverage and permanent life insurance coverage. I do not um, get on a sales bandwagon for one or the other, but I really look at what works best for my clients. And sometimes my clients will come and they've already done their home, homework and they prefer one over the other. And then for myself, I actually have two permanent life insurance policies. That was a good way to put it, apartment versus mortgage. And my listeners know that my husband and I followed Dave Ramsey, and that's how mm -hmm. we kind of started our debt-free journey. Um, so we actually have the term. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say we have been diligent around that whatever money we save, believe it. <laughs> it is yes. In some way. And uh, we have other assets. So if something were to happen to us, mm -hmm. there is a way that, they could easily be able to um, turn that into cash yes. and pay for it. And see, the key word you said was asset. You all have other assets. So you, you all are intentionally planning. You just didn't go on the market and say, I'm going to get life insurance. I'm going to get term. And okay, I fulfilled that part of my financial plan or of being financial independent. You all actually have a plan. So rather than spending what it would be for permanent life insurance, you, you intentionally purchase term life insurance, and then you all are working your financial plan outside of that. And I really, really commend you because I've been looking at your debt-free journey and you're being intentional about it. And so you have a reason why term works for you all. And I appreciate the fact that you, you aren't necessarily you know, pushing someone to go to one thing, but you're giving people options and giving yes. them the education behind their options. So that's important yes. to me.
That is key. I feel like um, on this life insurance journey, I was chosen to educate and empower and the sales part just comes with it. But I'm not a salesperson. I'm not salesy at all. And I've worked with so many people and given so many information and they may or may not purchase from me, but I was chosen to be the vessel to educate and empower people on what is life insurance, why do they need it, and why we should be accountable, hold ourselves accountable for it. Not our job, not the government. We have to be responsible for our own lives. And you know what? I think it's so important And when you talk about you've been assigned to this and this is your calling to do, you are so relatable. When I look at you, Thank you. And, and you're telling me I need to get life insurance, girl, get your life. Like, yes, <laughs> that resonates with me. And it resonates, yes. I know, with my audience, because we're so accustomed to some older gentleman that doesn't mm-hmm. look like us telling us you need to get life insurance or the MetLife yes. commercials and all these other insurance, the commercials that we see. But you are so relatable and you make the information so relatable, which is why I had to have you on the podcast. Because Thank I think you. it comes from you and you can teach people. We will have more people who are prepared for these um, end of life decisions and we are not having GoFundMe accounts go Absolutely. flooding our Facebook pages to help bury a loved one. So Absolutely. You, your mission, your purpose, it matters. And I'm glad to give you the platform to share that information and make it available to more people. So I just thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Fo. Um, you hit the nail on the head because I remember growing up in Montgomery, Alabama, and this was way back in the day. And the life insurance man, because that's who it was at that time, man, knocks on the door, comes in, sit on your grandma's couch with the plastic, because yes, my grandma had plastic <laughs> on her couch. <laughs> you know, and it was off limits for us. But, you know, when company was at the house, we could politely sit nicely and would talk to your grandparent about life insurance. And they go in and get these $10,000, $20,000 policies, which really isn't a lot of coverage, but it's a sales for the life insurance agent. And, you know, they believe what he's saying probably aren't many resources at that time to research further on what they need and what's the true cost. But I'm here to change that narrative, give everyone a different face. And it doesn't, we don't have to be uh, forced to trust a certain look in order to buy life insurance. You know, there's other options for us. And guys, I want to just say, because I've had to experience, like you guys who've been listening and following me for a while, you guys know my dad passed away from cancer and I had other family members and I've been up close to the process of what happens after a death. You need to have life insurance. You need to have things in order. And hopefully I can get someone on here to talk about estate planning, but it's, it's just so important. I have been in the inside of this thing and just to see what what goes into it and, and the issues that it can cause if you don't have a plan in place. You, mm-hmm. If you don't have a life insurance policy and you're listening to this podcast, shame on you. <laughs> yes. You need to be in contact with Ebony ASAP because this is not a joke. It's not a joke. So let me bring it back in before I get too sick. Yes. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about Girl Get Your Life. What is yes. the Girl Get Your Life friend? What is the Girl Get Your Life uh, guide? What is it about? Who is it for? How can they get their hands on it? 
Awesome question. So Girl Get Your Life is my movement to empower and educate people across the globe to get serious about life insurance, right? So Ruffin Consulting Services, I started with that brand, but at the end of the day, it feels and seems kind of corporate, right? So I needed a way to connect with people where it would not seem like they are looking at a, a corporation's page that they can't relate to. Um, so I came up with the idea of girl, get your life. And I spell girl with a U because this experience is all about you. And it first started with the Girl Get Your Life Guide. And it is a guide that um, helps you prepare for an appointment with a life insurance agent. And this goes back to my talking point earlier. When I first started in the industry, I would meet with people and they wouldn't even know like where to locate their basic banking information, social security numbers for other family members or beneficiaries. Um, the last time that they met with their doctor. So the Girl Get Your Life Guide was designed to help you prepare for a life insurance appointment in the comfort of your own home so that when you meet with me or another licensed and appointed life insurance agent, you can show up with confidence, you have your information, and you're ready to talk life insurance. And it, and it's, we all have an ego, right, to a certain extent. It saves a person from feeling embarrassed to actually connect with their life insurance agent if they don't have all of their information. So the Girl Get Your Life Guide solves that problem. I also have the Girl Get Your Life Strategy session because at the end of the day, there is room at the table for all life insurance agents to eat. And I feel that I am a great example of the life insurance agents that should be in the market. And I've learned from my own stumbling blocks. So why not create a platform to help guide other licensed life insurance agents? So the Girl um, Get Your Life Strategy Session is designed to coach and develop licensed life insurance agents on how to be booked and banked in the market. Okay, y'all. Y'all better get your life. <laughs> you better yes. get your life. <laughs> so, Ebony, how can they uh, grab that Girl Get Your Life guide and how can they connect with you? Absolutely. So I am on Instagram at girl get your life and girl is spelled with a U. I'm also on Instagram at Ruffin Consulting Services. The website is RuffinConsultingServices.com and there you can gain access to schedule an appointment and purchase your copy of the Girl Get Your Life Guide. And if you hang on just a few weeks, there will be some doorbusters and Black Friday promotions. So I'm all about helping you save your coins. You don't have to rush and buy it now, but make sure you stay up to date with me because I'll be offering you some savings there. And if you need to talk, I'm at 888-9-RUFFIN. And again, that is 888-9-RUFFIN. She's official, y'all. Official with the number. Guys, make sure you follow her on both the Instagram accounts. She provides valuable information every day. Like I told you guys, I was on there yesterday and I saw some stuff. I was like, I can't look at it because I'm going to ask her tomorrow. <laughs> But make yes. sure you follow her on Instagram and connect with her online and grab the Girl Get Your Life Guide. It is so important. It's so vital that you get this information, that you guys get this life insurance. You're not relying on your company because you guys know for me, you can lose your job at any minute. 
So you yes, want, you can. You want to make sure that you are prepared that we're not doing these GoFundMe's because I'm not going to donate to your GoFundMe. I'm going to tell you to go get some life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but I'm on. Anyway, Ebony, thank you so much. I appreciate you for coming and dropping these gems about life insurance. You are the queen life insurance agent, thank guys. You. If you are looking for a life insurance agent, someone who can help you through this process and get your family and yourself together get in contact with Ebony. And I mean that with all sincerity. She will educate you and, and get you what you need for your family, for your legacy, and for your finances. So thank you so much, Ebony. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Phil. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. Head on over to girltalkwithphil.com forward slash podcast to sign up to be a part of my VIP list and get episodes delivered directly to your inbox. Head on over to Apple iTunes to rate, comment, and subscribe. Talk to you in the next episode.